pastor to come and open in a word of prayer we don't have any prayer requests but if you have something in your heart you just hold it up to the lord he knows every need amen god bless you amen uh i wanted to read a scripture it came to my mind early this morning, and so I went and looked it up so I could read it for you. And it is Second Timothy 2 and 9. And this is what it says. Uh, the verse before, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. So he's reminding them that that's where it starts. Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead. And that's why we're here. Then the next verse, 
wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer. And uh, there's a lot of people today that would love to be in church. And, but it's not possible. And they are considered perhaps evildoers or whatever, but they said it's not, uh, as an evildoer, uh, men unto, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds. We have some that are in bonds. We want to remember them today. I thought of, uh, God has wonderful ways of opening the door and, uh, the doors he wants opened. I talked to, uh, a young man, uh, Brother Jonathan Lerga. How many know him? Right. Thank you for your hands. And I want to tell you, I asked him last time I saw him in Switzerland. I said, when did God begin to deal with you? Because his father fell sick and passed away. And we we couldn't understand it. Brother Milko was a great supporter. And a man who never wholly took, fully took the message, opened the door at his church, whose pastor never fully took the message as well. But he supported it, and he was really anxious that others would say it, but never never took it for himself. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, and so I asked Jonathan, what... What was it that spoke to your heart? He said, well, when I was sitting in the back seat of my dad's little car in Germany, and in fact, is there something wrong with the transmission? We pulled into a service station and a garage and tried to get it fixed. And he said, I was, I was sitting and listening to you talking to my father. Now, his father was doing the translation work, and when his father laid down, it was as though this 12-year-old boy, who was now in his mid-teens, he just stood up and took a hold of it, and uh, he didn't worry about anything. He entered, entered into university. He's a teacher in that university today, and he was in about his second year and for those of you that worry about uh, who you're going to marry or there's nobody to marry, there certainly was nobody for him. <laughs> he, he was a fanatic in that university, and he was taking engineering. And he just said to a girl as she passed by, it wasn't an apple. And she just couldn't figure it out. She she couldn't figure it out. That girl is his wife today. And he he became a pastor of a little group 
right there in Croatia. So anything is the word of God, all I can tell you today, the word of God is not bound. And you are packing it, you are carrying it, you are representing it, and it is not bound. I want to declare that to all that are streaming. This word of God is not bound. And that is one thing that is absolutely certain. It's not bound. And if you represent it, it will always prove itself to be the truth. And we're going to come in prayer now. Wherefore, I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, even unto bonds. But the word of God is not bound. I want to say to those that are in bonds, the word of God is not bound. And it will certainly flourish because it is truth. And that's why. And the truth will always prevail. We'll pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful, so thankful. We are rejoicing in our hearts because your word is not bound. We have proven over and over, year after year, we have proven that your word is the truth and your people who hold the truth are a liberated people. And we stand here to worship you the living God, the God of truth. And we say, Thy will, Father, be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, in spite of those that are suffering and those that have been sick, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the healer. Hallelujah. You are the complete healer. You know every situation. There's nothing hidden from you. You are all-powerful. And we thank you, Father. We have proven it over and over and over again. And now we want to give you glory. We pray for those that are not well, those that have been afflicted, O God, and they call it a, a plague of some sort. But we know, O God, you're in control of all things. You even raised up Pharaoh. You said, I raised you up to show my power. And, O God, however you declare, however you wish to show your power, do so, O Father. We thank you for those that labor and minister in the word. And Brother Tim Dodd, Lord that has labored and has spoken the word, inspired the people. We pray for Brother Murphy this morning. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let the word of God be quickened to us, we pray. And touch, oh God, each life in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for raising up those that will lead in worship. As we have Brother Matthew Wilson, Lord, today, we pray you will inspire them, O God. 
with your, your precious word. They, we say thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done, O God. In the name of Jesus, we want to give you glory. We want to give you praise. Thy will be done. We thank you, Lord. Now bless the rest of the service and those that have requests on their heart and those that are in need of prayer. We pray for them. We pray, Lord, as we have. We pray for the men of God that open the Bible. We pray for those churches which are shut down and locked down. Oh, God, you'll prevail. And, Lord, let them speak to the hungry hearts. And let the hungry hearts, oh, God, come forward. In the name of Jesus Christ, thy will be done. Your name be glorified, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Brother Matthew, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Ed. Amen. I want to sing soon and very soon. We are going to see the King. Amen. I want to send a special greeting to the believers in the in the states. Uh, I don't. Are they having service at camp this morning? No, they aren't. Right. All right. Well, God bless you. We can't see you, but we do often think of you and pray for you and trust you're doing well. We also want to remember our brother Tom. Say a special greeting to you, brother Tom. We hear that you're doing a little bit better, so we just trust in the Lord. We'll take you all the way, give you the healing that that I know you desire. And also, want to just remind everyone that there will be no service tonight, no streaming, no one at the church. So, just one service. So let's make the most of it. Amen.
Thing I just came to glorify. I just came to glorify. for you this morning, so I'd just ask the group to come up and get ready. And while they're coming, let's sing Greater Than All My Sin is the sin, or is the sorry, Greater Than All My Sin
Mountains are still being moved. Mountains are still being moved. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see that. Wrong wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see that. Wonders are still what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do.
Brother Murphy comes, why don't we just sing, shine on me, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me, amen. Shine on me, Lord. Let the light from the Bye. 
bless you since this morning, uh, all here, and also uh, on the, uh, at home uh, streaming the service. Just may the Lord bless every one of you. Thank you so much for uh, the singing, the Florence uh, family. Uh, I think Sister Victoria was the singing there as well. Appreciate that very much. Um, um, you know, we serve a God that's still the same God. That a mountain still can be moved. And that the sickness can still can be healed. It's not just something that's talking, but it's a real, it's a happening. And we're so thankful that what we believe is something that is real. It's something that is not just a million miles away, but it's something that is right here that is with us. And we witnessed that, we saw that, and we keep on believing. Uh, whatever devil try to throw it in front of us, and uh, let him come. And we have the answer for the challenge that he made. Praise be to God. And um, Brother Tom just uh, sent me a text this morning. And um, I want to thank you, all of you, for your support and your prayer. And uh, he said, uh, uh, by God's grace, he said, I turn a corner. And uh, so by God's grace, he's uh, going to be home very soon. <laughs> and we're, we're so thankful that uh, we believe in Master Mason. That he's uh, helping us in each corner that we turn. And uh, we just continue to remember Brother Tom in a prayer. And thank you all for all your prayers. And uh, I know there's a lot of the people uh, been, uh, puts out our brothers' prayers in the heart. And uh, Brother Tom just want to make sure that he want to thank you. And so I appreciate it, everyone of you. Let us now turn to the scripture, uh, book of um, Matthew, chapter 24. Book of Matthew chapter 24. And I very appreciate our pastor, uh, the comments that he, uh, that he made. I was just, uh, in my mind, I was thinking about some, uh, those are brothers, uh, still in China in prison. And, uh, I know that we'll never forget them. We're continually praying for them. And, uh, uh it was so true. God's word is not bound. And uh, they may be in a prison. They may be bound by the law of the land. But the word of a God has always prevailed. And we keep on believing for them. And remember their family as well. Those churches. And they're going through this rough time for them. But we believe a God is almighty God. And he's, uh, he said, uh, he anoint, uh, Jesus said, uh, the Lord has uh, anointed me to preach the gospel, to let a captive be set free, and that uh, deliver those people that's in the prison, and that's what we believe in, what is the gospel for. The book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to uh, show him the building of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all the things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left there one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. And as set, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, 
and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to uh, to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my namesake. And then shall many of many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. So may the Lord bless his word. You may be uh, seated. As you um, uh, seated, I'll just um, uh, have another scripture. I'll just read it for you. It's just a one uh, one verse in the book of First uh, uh, Corinthians, chapter one and verse eight. It said, "Who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ?" So, if the Lord willing, I would like to. Uh, just continue the subject that I was to speak the, uh, the last time. Faint yet pursuing. And God gave us, uh, this strength that's within us. Though the body on the outward body is deteriorating, is fainting, is, uh, sometimes we feel, uh, discouraged and, and the things that's, uh, that press at us and, uh, give us, uh, uh, so much pressure from this world. But yet there's a power within us that we're continually pursuing. And um, if we look at the, this world, if we look at the things uh, that are happening, and I think that it doesn't take the, a rocket science that the people realize what hour that we are living in. We've uh, never been so close to the end as what we are right now. And so when you look at the things in this world or the, anything, uh, it always shows there is a designer behind it. If you saw a clothes that you wear, there is a designer of it. And if you, uh, if you wear the shoes, and uh, there's, a, there's a designer of it. If you have the, uh, the TV or the monitor or whatever, it, there, there's, a, there's a designer uh, behind it. The designer has a thought of what he wants to uh, make. As a God is also a designer, he designed his whole world. And that shows the thoughts of uh, what is God has making this world for. But you see, there's another designer too. That his name is devil. He basically makes what God has designed the whole world, which has the original thoughts behind everything that God made, but he twisted. And he twisted it so much, you wouldn't see God's thoughts anymore. When you look at the tree, the tree is dying. 
It doesn't show the thoughts of the original thoughts of God anymore. You look at the, uh, the, the uh, we will say the civilization that on this earth. It doesn't, it doesn't show another civilization which is original designer has designed it before. You don't see them anymore. You saw the snow coming, the storm coming. It lost the, the thoughts, the original thoughts of the designer. All you see from the outside world is only a perverted designer. And everything that you saw, if you just have the human mind to look at it, all you saw is just on the surface is devil, is the designer. It doesn't see the behind uh, the mind of God, what God has originally made it for. When you look at the, the people, you don't see the original thoughts of the people any, uh, of the original thought of God towards the people anymore. When you saw the, the, the people, the people are perverted. It doesn't express the original thought of God. And even for our body, it doesn't show the original thought of God anymore. All you can see the body is a perversion of this body. No matter you're a believer or you're not a believer, we all own the same body. This body is that doesn't design it by God. If you tell me there's a body, there's a dying in there, there's a sickness in there, it's a perverted body. That shows that there is a thought that of this is a body, it belongs to Satan. But how we thankful, God said, I will restore, thus says the Lord. There is still, there is an original thought behind it and everything. But God gave us the prophet, give us this age, that it give us the message of this hour. Through the Holy Spirit, anointed in a message personally to us. When we look at the perverted world, but our eyes are looking into the unseen. We saw the original thought of God. We saw what is the original meaning of God. What is the purpose that we are here? Why we have to have a church? Why we sing in a special? Why we have to preach? Why we have to print a book? Why we have to spread to the gospel? Why we have to publish the Bible? Why we have all have a thought? There's original thought of a God behind us that perverted the world, and only the bride of Jesus Christ can understand that the original thought of a God. When we understand that original thought of God, that become a driven power. That's why we come. That's why we believe. That's why we preach the gospel. That's why we go every corner and to, to speed it up for the coming of the Lord. That's why we do everything. Whether we're the, the sound technicians are there, the musicians are there. Everything what you're doing right now express the original thought of God. Every your move in your body, every move that you are home. Victor, you go to work and the wife said at home, everybody, do you know what you're doing? You're expressing the original thought. By the revelation of a God give it to us. Though we're the same body, we're doing the same thing. It seems like all the world that the people is doing. But by God's revelation give it to you and give it to me and we express the original thought of a God. And we're planning, we're aiming for the goal that God gave it to us. Because where we're coming from, that's where we're going to. And then you saw the, the perverted thoughts that a Satan has a, has to do that on the school, that a, the children, the, the music, the entertainment, the sports, all of them express the thoughts of Satan. You, if you want to know, do you, uh, nobody sees Satan. Nobody saw him. Nobody saw the physical eyes. No, saw that was the devil is. 
what, what does the devil's uh, look like? Or what is his plan or things as this? But by what he has invented, by what he has uh, used, you can know the thoughts of Satan. By the people's address, you can't tell me the people's address is not from Satan. You can't tell me that the way that the people's act is that there's a designer behind it. You look at the school system. Though you don't say, uh, you don't, you don't see Satan, but you saw the designer who designed this whole system. Everything is against God. You go to the school, no matter if it's Christian school, or this school, or ACS, or whatever, in a college, or in a university, all you saw, there was a designer behind it. The school reflected the thoughts of Satan. The education system, the civilization expressed the thoughts of Satan. But God gave us also a thought. That's on the believer. The believer by their belief, by their faith, they express God's thought. By their action, they express God's thought. But facing all the difficulty, facing all the against, all the odds, the believers express the God's thought. You don't see Satan, but by what he has been put out in this world, you know Satan's thought. And you don't see God, but by the believer's action, by the things that happen around us, that when we saw what is it happening around us, though we have the same thing happening around us, the people in the world say the same thing, but we saw differently because God gave us a different eyesight. That when we see that, we saw the thoughts behind it. And that is the thought of God. So what is this message for? This message is for, is specifically for each person, which called it the bride of Jesus Christ. When Jesus come, oh, come to the port of Bethesda, Jesus not coming just for the thousands of people laid on the pole, uh, on there. Though there is a many worse case than the person who, uh, been afflicted by 38 years, Brother Bram said maybe just had a prostate trouble and uh, he, there's a more severe case than him. But Jesus never come to him. Jesus only come to him because he said, I son can do nothing except what he saw fathers do than the son do likewise. And he saw what is God's doing. And then he do likewise. When Jesus come to that person and uh, he, he asked that person, he said, uh, uh, without being made whole. And then uh, the, the person gave it a different explanation of it. He said, you know, nobody uh, put me into the water when an angel come. But Jesus just asked him, without being made whole. And then Jesus, uh, after he explained it later, and then the, Jesus said, pick up your cross and start walking. That fulfill what is the God's thoughts toward that person. Jesus is not just doing, just to heal everybody, go to the hospital, just raise up uh, everybody from the bed, and just go to the graveyard and raise up. He doesn't. Jesus is specifically to fulfill God's thoughts on that person. So if you don't know the thoughts of a God, people were thinking, oh, you know, why don't you heal everybody else? That person, when Jesus come to him, that person reflects what is the thoughts of God that it towards, uh, through Jesus toward that person. God's thoughts is only for that one person. 
No, nobody said, but that person himself probably doesn't even understand. But the thoughts of God revealed by healing that person was revealed to everybody, to that person. So when God's thoughts is for that person to be healed, and Jesus manifested that, you see, when the message is coming to us, it's not just for everybody. The message is for a specific person. If you can believe it, that's the person right now sitting at this uh, congregation. And then there's a person who's sitting in the home, in the living room, without being able to come over here. By the restriction and everything. But this message is specifically for you also. No matter if it's visible or it's invisible, but this message is for that specific person who revealed the thoughts of God. When that person pick up the cross and start to walking, that revealed the thoughts behind. When Jesus knows the thoughts of God, this person will be healed. But that still is a thought. But when that thought become a word, and that thought become a real, but that when that word was received in the heart of that person, that become a complete thought of a God manifested. That person is the manifestation of a God's thought. And you are the person that manifests the God's thoughts. Otherwise, the thought of a God can only become a thought. Even when God's thoughts become a word, but if that word without people to receiving, receiving it, that thoughts cannot be completed. That thoughts must be turning to the word, and the word preached by the prophet, and the drop into the heart of the man, the predestinated seed of a God, who's coming from the thought of a God, and only that person can receive the word of a God. When that person receives the word of a God, that thought manifests, then God says, this thought is accomplished. That's why he must send as a prophet. Because the prophet knows the thoughts of a God. And that a word, then the thoughts of a God are turning to the word. And that the word can only come to the prophet. And when a prophet was ascend, he was ascending for a specific person. He was ascending for you, Sister Joanne. He was sending for you, Sister Margaret. He was sending for you, Brother Florin. He's sending for you, Brother Curtis. Is that Brother Curtis? Amen. He's sending for each person that is over here. This message is not for everybody else. This message is a personal for you, Sister Leah and Isabel. This message, it has a, your name was branded on that. And you are the manifestation. No matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, when you're sitting here, no matter visible or invisible, that it is behind the camera, but God said, I put a message, your name on it. It's coming for you. You're the only one can manifest that thought. That thought cannot be just to become a thought. Though you are the thought of a God, you're the gene and attributes of there. And the thought cannot be just become a word. Though the word had the power to create. But that thought, that word, expression of that thought must be coming into you. When it comes into you, you become a complete a completion of the thoughts of a God. You make the thought of a God completed. 
Brother Brenda said in an invisible union of the bride. He said, for you are only the physical manifestation of the attribute that was in God at the beginning. For there is only one form of eternal life. And that was you before. You don't know nothing about it. Neither did you know when you was in your earthly father. But you are manifested too in his image. In the image of a God you are made. And you are manifested for the glory and the fellowship of God. Therefore as sure as your gene had to be in your father. Before your natural birth. Your spiritual gene had to be in God. Because you are an expression of the attributes of his thought. What a powerful word. If we can think about it. You are an expression of God's thought. The thought has been in the back part of God's mind. For years and the years and the years. For the ages after the ages. God protect your grandma. Your grandma's a grandma. And the world doesn't kill them. The second world doesn't kill them. First world doesn't kill them. The famine doesn't kill them. The pestilence doesn't kill them. And until the just age after age, God preserved that. Why? Because this is my thought. Somebody need to express my thought. And no other people can express it. And only you can express it, Brother Mark. Then it keep that thought. It must have that thought to be manifested. And you are the only one can manifest that thought. Because you are his attribute. And at once the time it come, the thought be the thought. It was just the thought. But when you were born from your parents, you're only a physical body. But there's a still the seed there hasn't been manifested yet. But by the preaching of the word, the word will reveal the thoughts of a God towards you. And when you receive it, that exposes that potential that is inside of you. Then the thoughts of a God start to manifest. You become a born again. Everything starts to make sense. You stumble in into the little missionary. You stumble into the little church. Seems that nothing makes sense. It doesn't know why you do that. You come behind before the altar and give your heart to the Lord. But as the time goes by, the thoughts of a God start to manifest in your life. Then you realize what is the purpose that you are here. Your purpose here is not just to have a wife. Your purpose here is not just to have a husband. Your purpose here is not just coming to the church. Your purpose here to express the gospel in this dark age. Every your move expresses the thought. When you are sick, you said, by this stripe, I'm going to heal. You express the gospel. That's the attributes of ladies in the mind. Nobody else can express it, but you express it, Sister Raina. When you are in a bandage, when you are bound by the Satan, the depression, the different things that surround you. But you said, by your grace, God, you deliver me. This gospel is to send the captive free. Lord, in your name, by believing your word, I'm set free. Satan, you have no dominion that over me. You have a can not attracting me any longer. What you're doing, you express the gospel. God said, I cast him out from heaven down to the earth. You do the same thing on this earth. You express God's thought. That's why Satan so hates you. Because every time when he saw you, he saw the reflection of God in there. When you were sick, when he made you sick, 
You said, by his stripe, I'm a healed. He hate that. He so hated. Reason why? That's why time after time, he buffets you. He buffets you. Because that reminds him. On the day of the cavalry, there's a one bearing the cross. And going across that, going across into the street. And they're whipping him and whipping him. Satan thinking, I gotcha. But on the day of the resurrection, he resurrected from the death. And Satan would have so hated. He said, why I whip him? Why did I whip him time after time? Because of each stripe that I whip him, that become a healing. They become a healing stripe for Brother Tom. They become a healing stripe for Sister Rena. They become a healing stripe for everyone that has been sick. He hate it. He'll be feel sorry. I didn't, I shouldn't do that. And he sent them to the prison. He bounded them. Bounded them by the psychology or whatever that is in this world. But he cannot abound you because God said, Jesus said, the Spirit anointed me to preach the gospel, to deliver the people that are in the prison, to set the captive free. And when the people will be mind-boggling, has been battling, battling, has been pressed down. But by the preaching of the gospel, when they were delivered, Satan literally hated that. Because that reminds him the word of God still is the truth. Satan hates you. He hates every move because you're so resemblance to your father. When you're not giving in your work, when you're not giving in on your standard, when the world is trying to press you, let you to give it up, when you don't give up, when you don't give in, that reminds him so much of your father. He hates you. He bring more heat on. He bring more trouble on. But the more trouble coming, they'll become more stronger. That reminds him that Jesus Christ. Every move that you do express the thoughts of a God that made him become a soul hatred. That's why this age becomes a soul hatred. Hatred and not just what they talk about a hate movement or hate speech or things. Satan hates you. Because everything you say, Everything you move, remember, let him, re, re, let him recall what Jesus Christ has done. Because you're the exact salt of a God expressed on this earth. When God thought of you, he doesn't thought of any evil. Because in the Bible and in Jeremiah 29, it said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me. Then shall ye go and pray it unto me. If you are not from the thoughts of God, you cannot even pray. If you're not from the thoughts of a God, you cannot even call upon Him. But because you are, that's why you call upon Him. Because you are, when you are in your weakness, you call upon the Lord. He said, I, he said, and I will hearken unto you. He said, I, ye shall seek me and find me. 
When you shall search for me with all your heart. He said, I will be found of you, says the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where, where, whither I have driven you, says the Lord. God had driven them away. It's not because they're sinful. It's not because God has attributes He wants to show. He wants to show Him as a deliverer. He wants to show He is a healer. He wants to show He is the one that united your family together. He wants to show every attribute that in God. That in God, that's in Him, was a thought, but need to be expressed. Whatever that you're going through, it seems like, oh, is it God cursed me? Is it God has a, you know, mad at it about me? No. He said, I know my thought towards you. All the things that he let you go through is only to manifest more attributes. Because he said, you're an expression of my attribute. And only you can express my attribute. No other people that I could express. No matter how holy they are. No matter how strong they are. No matter how religious they are. But none of them can express my attributes. Because they're not coming from my thoughts. You are the one that are coming from my thoughts. When God has a thought, He will make it come to pass. When God thought there ought to be light, then He said, then there will be light. Then the light come forth. Because that's the thought in God. That's in God, there's a thought that He wants to be, have a light. When God saw there's a something need to be done, He's going to do it. It's not that we can do it, but if He is in us, He will do His own work. He only need a, yield, a yielded vessel. When God saw there ought to be light, then He said, then there there, there be light. When God saw that there ought to be a sin offering for my, long, for my lost son and daughter, then God provide a remedy for sin. Whenever God saw certain things that need to be done, God, by His thought, through His word, and He's going to do it. When God said, said that the man, it's not good for men to be alone. Then God, going to action, He produced the, from the Adam's uh, uh, side of Eve. And it because, uh, made him a helpmate. Because when God saw there's a certain thing ought to be done, God is going to do it. You know that we sometimes, we saw, oh, you know, we ought to be, we ought to do this. We always hear them. The sister was saying, you know, I'm not uh, uh, what I ought to be. I'm not what I want to be. Uh, but I'm not uh, what I used to be. And we always have the thought, you know, I want to be this. I want to be that. Yeah. Or we are, uh, uh, as a, uh, as a parent, sometimes we say, say to our children, you ought to do this. We, the reason is because we saw the lacking of it. Because we saw there's something need to be done. There's a lacking or there's a defect that in the certain things that we ought to, uh, accomplish or finish that. But you say it doesn't lay in the man the power to do what he ought to do. It's, that doesn't take a, um, doesn't take the power or the discernment to, to see, uh, to see there's something that needs to be done. And we always said, oh, you ought to do this, but it has to take it a power, take a, but it was a different thing for you to know what to do and go to do it. Yeah. 
and have an ability to finish that. That is the difference. And we saw that a woman, that a Jesus well, was washing the Jesus' feet. And she saw there was something that needed to be done. Because the Jesus got a dirty feet. And she said, something they ought to do. They shouldn't have treated him like that. And but, be, but just to know what to do, or say the lacking of it, it was a different from going to do it. There's a people around him, but nobody doing that to Jesus. But only this woman did that. I would say she, saw, she was the salt of God that was a manifest in that person. When God manifested his salt, he doesn't care what vessel, how dirty that vessel is. How filthy that vessel is. How humble that vessel is. Because if that person was a coming from God, God only want to use that other person to manifest what his thought is. And as long as you are from the thoughts of a God, no matter what your outer shell is being, but if God need a vessel, you become the vessel of his press, his thought. Though your outer body seemingly just not able to doing it, seemingly is not qualified to doing it, but because you are the thought of a God, God will manifest His thoughts in no matter con- what condition that you are in. When that woman was in that condition, and she realized something needs to be done, we'll say, who put that thought in there? She's not religious, she's not holy. All the rest of them had a theology. All the rest of them know far better knowledge than this woman did. But nobody's doing that. And Brother Brenham actually said, actually said that the disciples was a with Jesus too. On the outside, but they cannot get in because they only invited Jesus. Those disciples saw the same thing that the woman saw. Jesus got dirty feet, but nobody doing it. Peter is not doing it. John is not doing it. All these apostles who wrote the Bibles, not one of them doing it. But God, they last thought in that one woman. And the woman saw that something needed to be done. And she won for her to do it. And when she did it, she fulfilled what is the God's thoughts that it meant to be. What God knows there's something needs to be done. He chose his predestinated seed and to do that in that moment. It's not to just choose everybody. Now we're narrowing down. It's not just the whole church is just doing it. It's you doing it. Because it is the Bible, this word is the message of this hour to you personally. Don't just look at all this, I had a problem, that had a problem. It doesn't take a rocket sense to recognize what the problem is. But it takes a rocket sense, it takes a revelation from God to know, Lord, I am, am I the one to do this in this time? And when she realized, when God put us all in her, she realized she's the one that God used for that moment. But if I'm going to talk about a woman, I was out here, I was translating a message. It was so, it was, it was actually, it was very interesting. She, he said that a woman is different from man. He said a man usually they just try to figure it out. And he said they have to think about it, think about it, figure it out. He said a woman usually, whenever there's things in her mind, they just go do it. Good or bad. 
But in that time, God said, I needed a person, not just to saw it, go do it. It's not just, uh, you know, figure it out, you know, is this gonna, what about this? If I do this, what about that? What, what is Simon gonna say? What are Pharisees gonna say? He said to this woman, she said, he said a woman, he said usually, he said whenever they sought everything, if there's anything in our mind, they just go do it. And God in that time used a vessel like that because in that time something needs to be done. You are the thoughts of a God expressing in this age. And you are the only one can manifest the word of this hour in your life in this time. And that woman become a being to fulfill what God said, what it ought to be done. I pray God that it may, He makes you to realize what is the hour that we're living in and what is God in need us to do. Each person, you have a position that God gave it to you. Whatever the position that is raised in you, God's word will always let you come to your place. It's not, Lord, I don't have ability to do that. Lord, I don't know how to do this work. If God called you, you're the source of God to be manifested in this hour. He will let you find your place to do. Amen. Some maybe just to become a housewife. Some maybe just to try to help in the mission works. Some maybe just to lay on their face and to pray before the Lord. Somebody need to touch, got a hold of the garment of God. It doesn't take a preacher to do all the work. It doesn't take a pastor to do all the, all the jobs. You're the one that God called to do whatever that God ordained you in your place to do. Amen. Amen. And if we don't know the thoughts of God, things that are happening around you, you can be very easily to misjudge it. And sometimes you've heard of thinking of things that happen to a certain person. Oh. And now you're thinking, Lord, is this a curse that on this person? I think a brother Tim was uh, talking about that. So one that uh, a, a person was a blind. When he was uh, born, he was a blind. They asked him, is this a, is his sin or is his parents' sin? And Jesus said, none of them sin. He said, this is for the glory of God. Amen. It's only... The children of a God that had a discernment to discern what is right and what is wrong. And even in the, some of the most deceiving situation that he can still judge to see which, which direction I need to go. And in some contrary and the condition, some of the condition was really difficult to discern. They can still have the discernment to know which side I need to be standing on. That only, that only the take the Holy Spirit can reveal to his seed to do that. When Brother Bram was talking at the present stage of our ministry, he was speaking about a Paul. In that time, when Paul was in the prison, and he, uh, he got a, you know, he got a sick, and he got a, uh, his eyes was not a, Oh, uh, it was getting dimmed. He was in bondage. And, uh, it was just a whole bunch of things as it happened, uh, to Paul's life. It almost seems like his ministry is going down the hill. And Brother Bramman said that, he said that when Jesus, a young prophet of Galilee, he got a time and he was a forsaken. He said, all men who stay with God's word 
gets to that place where they are forsaken by the world and the religious world. All. All men who stay with the word. It's not, a, it's not a just all the time that you're on the mountaintop. It's not just all the time you are the supernatural spiritual being. I think Brother Donnie has one time said, that, he said, you're so spiritual. He said, you uh, have a breakfast with a seraphim, have a lunch with a cherubim, and have a dinner with a Michael. Probably when you go to sleep, your blanket even glow. And we're thinking that, you know, we're always will be that. No, you're not always be that. A lot of time, the men of a God, the children of a God, go to more suffering than the son of Satan. There were more depression than a lot of the people in the world. They have a lot of a pressure. Sometimes they're going through the nervous a breakdown. Even though normal people on the outside don't go through. And if we don't have the discernment, if we don't know the thoughts of God behind us, when we look at the surface, and we just end up to be the category like the people in the world. But Brother Ramos said, all men stay with the word of God, gets to that place where they are forsaken by the world and the religious world. That means everybody forsake you. If you stay with the word of God. But you see, there is a group of people, it's not by their own ability. Like Peter and the disciples, they followed Jesus when all the people left in him. And Peter said, Lord, where will we go? When Jesus asked him, said, do you want to go also? He said, where will we go? He said, you only has the eternal word of eternal life. That's what holds a person. Something holding a person is the word of the eternal life. It's not a word on the shelf. It's not a word on the pages. But it's the word of eternal life. The word of eternal life will become a personally person to you. It's not just some word, but he become a person. He become a dear to you, Brother Mike. He become a life to you. He's not just something that was talking about. He's just something that was living right inside of you. Though your eyes doesn't see it, though your hand doesn't touch it, but it's just more real than anything else. There was a holding power in there. But when a man of God going through, when I talk about a man of God, I'm not only just talking about the preachers. You're a man of God, Brother Ken. Though you're not standing behind the pulpit of the preacher, but you still, you're a man of God. You're a woman of God. And you're a woman of God. You're a man of God because you believe in the word of eternal life. And because you're coming from the thoughts of a God. You know, every time, a lot of time, when there's a certain event to happen, or some um, a great event that happens, it always separates the tares and the, the wheat. Because they have the two discernments. The wheat discern things differently from what is the tare observe. The tare, when the things that happen, they always observe what is on the surface. And then they said, oh, this is wrong, and that is wrong. This one was cursed, and that one was a curse. But for the wheat... They're, they look at things differently because they are from the thoughts of God. If you're from the thoughts of God, you look at things totally different from anybody else. 
Even sometimes you don't understand things, you don't see things perfectly, or clearly, but something just down inside of you said, don't do it. Just keep quiet. Just watch it for a little bit. Let it go for a little bit. Time will come. It will manifest everything that needs to be manifested. And you're thinking about it when Paul, what he was going through, what he going through. It seems like his ministry is going down the hill. And it seems like everybody at that time it was forsaking him. And Paul himself said, he said, demons love this world and are forsaking me. And said, this one forsaken me, that one forsaken me. He said, when I was the first of pleading, nobody standing around me. But he said, the Lord beside me. Amen. And when those things, the certain things that happen, some great events or some uh, things uh, uh, happen to a person or trial come or difficult come or seemingly it's like a God even forsaking that person. It's at that time, then there's a power start to rise up and start to say things Start to do things, start to damage, start to do harm, start to hurt. And you're thinking about it when Jesus, when he was put on the cross, Jesus cried, said, God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? If I, if that were me, we will hide it. I don't want people to know God forsaken me. I want to hide everything from a God forsaken me. I'll be strong. I'll be coming. No, you know, I'm fine. We're believing. We're going on. But Jesus said, why has thou forsaken me? He actually gave a weapon to his enemy. Said God had even forsaken him. If God don't even say to him, this guy is gone. This person have no use. We shouldn't believe this person anymore. Look at it. He himself confessed, God forsaken me. He literally put a weapon in his enemy to critic, to criticize, to do what they need to be done. He gave them evil. If there is an enemy, God will give an enemy enough excuse to leave. Give them enough excuse to reject the message of this hour, that hour. When things that happen like that, if there's a things that happen that in the believer's life, you'll find out it's exactly the same thing. In Jesus' life, it's not like in Paul's life, it's like that. It seems like his ministry is going down. And he said, I left a certain person in a certain place sick. Where's the healing power? Where's the power of God come down to... To even strike the other person and the totally blind. Paul used to have that. But then he said to the, the copper smith, the Alexander has uh, greatly against me. And he cannot even do anything. He just let him go. I just said, be careful of this guy. And Paul used to strike the other person blind. What's the power of Paul? Left? Paul's ministry coming to a certain point. He only got one coal left. But in that time, Paul still focused on the word. He said, bring me that cloak. But also bring me the books. Especially the parchment. Paul's whole life is hinged on the word of God. The book. The parchment. That is the word that he's been dedicating himself to. That's the word of eternal life. 
No matter what happened, Paul's eye was only focused on the things that he always focused on. No matter what happened in and around you, no matter what situation that you are in, even you are left in a one coke, a one cloak, even you are left with one car, even you are left with no car, just a bicycle, even you are left with nothing that you belong to, especially that parchment. Keep your eyes on the word of God. That's your reward. But whenever things like that happen, it's always making the people separated. And God, a lot of the time, He brings those things right in the person's life. And that was separated and divided the people. He even said, I forgot what is the title of the message. Oh, I think it's a, uh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to presume. But it was, a, he was talking about Jesus Christ even sent down his crowd. The people who have followed him. And Jesus purposely doing that. By doing that to the people when they saw, well, this, this guy just washed up and then they left. You'll find out in the person's life, in our believer's life, that same thing will happen to you. When you stay with the word of God, Sometimes it's not a good thing to happen to us. It seems like it's the bad things that happen to you. But if you have the thoughts of a God, when you look at that, you say, Lord, I know I have done everything that you require me to do. Before you and before people, Lord, I've done everything that you asked me to do. Then you're pressing forward. Then the people might leave you. The religious people might leave you, but you're still pressing on. You're still going ahead. Why? Because your reward is by believing the word of eternal life. But Abraham said that, he said, I imagine Demas didn't forsake him and start off to that club. Demas forsaken him. Demas used to be a co-worker with Paul. But when he saw that, he said, Demas loved the world of this present time. Then he forsaken him. Brother Bram said, he, Demas is not just go to a, a nightclub and, uh, you know, just go back to the world. He just saw that this ministry is gone. If we can put in his word, this message doesn't mean anything. This message, it doesn't have no power. This message, it doesn't do anything to my life. It doesn't save my marriage. It doesn't save my this. It doesn't save me from this problem or that problem. What is the message used for? But if you don't have the thoughts of a God, you will easily to go into the same category that those people like demons are left to Paul. We don't need a lot of demons from the outside. You yourself can be the demons. Lord, it must be something wrong with me. What's happened to me? I've been praying. It's nothing happened. You know, I've been fasting. I've been doing this. The Lord, and nothing happened. There's a lot of demons that sit around us. Brother Bramah said, I believe Ademus saw a failing seemingly in Paul's ministry. As I said, God will give it a person enough things that had happened to him that he even make himself thinking, Lord, something wrong with me. It's at that time the person become very weak. Even though people from the outside just criticize and doing this, then we can still going on. We can still pre- pressing on. But when God become a silence during the, the time that uh, uh, in the trial or the or the dark time, 
It seems like the, nothing is happening that to you which you prayed for. Seems doesn't that do you any good. That time and make a person become a weak, become a weary, become a fainted. But God said, "Faint, yet pursuing." But you have to recognize that there is a pursuing power that later wired in there. When you think everything is gone, God will never lose His hold on you. When you're thinking that there's nothing happening, God said you don't need to look at the visible happening. As long as I'm with you, as long as I'm in you, like Paul said, when everybody forsaking me, demons forsaking me, and this happened to me, I only left with this one cloak. And everybody, when I was on the plane, nobody around, but it's the Lord standing beside me. But Abraham said in the present stage of my ministry, he talked about Paul. His eyes is getting dim. His eye got a problem. And then he said, he said, uh, then uh, uh, Paul started to pray for God three times to let this, um, uh, uh, what a prick? What is, uh, sting? Thorn. Let his thorn be taken off of him. Then he said, and now, he said, he was, was, was happened to Paul. He said, he would get pretty good. Then hit him again. Then he got a good. Then hit him again. That's the time that people started getting weary. Is that the one you prayed and you prayed? And then the, the Lord had come on a sin. You're out of this sickness. Everything's is good. You're going home. Praise the Lord. What a mighty God that we serve. And then it made your life. You prayed and you prayed. And Lord come on a sin. And answered your prayer. And you saw the changing of your children. And you said. Praise the Lord. The prayer really works. That is great. But what does it come? Become a weary. You prayed. You're getting better. And then bam. Something worse happens. He said, Lord, my goodness, let me just plow through this. And then you start to pray that you come to the church with fervency, serve the Lord. And then the deliverer of God will come on and say that again, deliver you out of from that again. Praise the Lord. You're coming behind the pulpit here. You take, you're taking your liberty and grab out the mic and share your testimony. One week later, Bam! Just another thing that happened. He said, my goodness, what's happened to me? I just shared my testimony two weeks ago. Should I go up to share it again? Then I said, no, probably not. Maybe the devil is going to hit me harder this time if I share. It's not that the first time, the second time, it's time after time after time after time. Satan is a buffeting, a buffeting. One thing after another. I hope I'm not just talking to myself. Is there anybody here the same thing? You don't have to raise up your hand. I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> if, if just me, I'm talking about to myself. A lot of time, I find out if I've been in my own life. If just a time after time... 
when you are praising the Lord, you do everything for the Lord, you're expecting something good happening. Instead of a good happening, the best things has happened to you. And then the way you confess to before the Lord, to believe in the Lord, the Lord is the healer, the Lord is the deliverer. Lord, I believe you a hundred percent and not even one speck I don't believe you. And it seems like that just when you're on the mountaintop, when you're giving your whole self to the Lord, the Satan's attack just become more ferocious than ever. And the problem is not an attack. The problem is that when you're under attack, there's no wall seems like it protect you from that attack. It seems like when a Satan's attack come, it's not how ferocious, how fierce his attack is. But when you're looking for that fourth man in the fire, you didn't find that. You find yourself in a deep trial, deep difficulty. Sometimes you're thinking even the same, the things that you, because that, that is the self-inflicted problem. It's that you did make a mistake. You did do something that is wrong. You did do something that's not appropriate for a believer to do. You did have thinking something that you say something that you end up in the deep water or hot water. It's by your own self like afflicted in a pen. It seems like the God just give it over to that you give it over to the hand of a Satan. Let your own mistake to find your, find yourself. Is that time is testing you. Are you still believing? Are you still a believer? Are you still confessing, believing, Lord, I'm still the thought of God. I'm the attributes of a God. If I'm not an attribute of a God, how in the world in my heart I desire to, to love you? How in the world that in my heart I desire, Lord, I want to go to a higher place. How in the world that in my heart I'm desiring for the Lord. Lord, I made a mistake. I'm wrong. I'm repenting. Lord, forgive me. Put my sin in the seat of a forgiveness. If you're not a believer of a God, if you're not a thought of a God, how can you even do that? I know my thought towards you. Not thought of evil, but thought of peace. To give you an expected an end. When Paul was pleading, Lord, take that thorn away. Lord, never take that away. I hope I'm not a negative preacher here. Something stuck with you Probably never off of you. You probably will end up with all your life. There is a certain weakness in a person's life. When Paul was in his life, that's not my subject. And actually, actually, in my other notes, but I will just touch it on this. In a Paul's, Paul's life, he got a sore that in his life. If we could see that is his weakness. But what is the weakness when he was pleading God to take it out of the way? The Lord only said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Because my strength is made perfect in weakness. Made perfect, that means that in your weakness, not, not even 1% of yourself ability is, is in there. Made perfect, that means 100% is all by grace of God. It's all by grace. His grace was so sufficient. It doesn't even take a zero one percent of your own ability. 
is in your perfect weakness. In that weakness, when Paul was pleading, God said, uh, my grace is sufficient for you. In your life, you might be have a certain weakness. I'm not talking about it, you're sinning, you do this and that. I'm talking about in the things that in your life, you're pleading the Lord, Lord, take that away from me. Take that away from me. I don't want this in me. But God said, my grace is sufficient to you. My grace was 100% sufficient to you that in your weakness, you will manifest the perfect power, strength of God that's in your life. And sometimes the perfect strength of God goes into your life. And then when it was coming in a certain weakness that in your life, the Lord is just take that out of the way and it will never bother you anymore. But to some people, that weakness seems like all the life was a, was a fall in you. You are constantly battling, battling. But you will never give in to that. Because God said, my grace is sufficient to you. That in all your life you're fighting it, but that thing, that thing, that was a weakness will never take control of you. Then Paul said, most gladly, therefore, why glory, would I rather glory in my infirmity, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. When you become a weak, when the things of something happen unexplainable. You cannot even talk to the people to explain to them. The more you explain, the more mass you made. But he said, my grace is sufficient to you because the power of Christ may rest upon me. Rest means to pitch a tent. Means a dwelling place. When you all the time are weak, God's power all the time indwell inside of you. When you're constantly in the battling, in the weakness, God said, don't worry. I'm the God that dwell in the thick darkness. That's my dwelling place. That's the place I manifest in myself. My wife is not here, so I can say this. Sometimes my wife said, he said, honey, he said, you know, when they preach, they always preach some, you know, we're strong. And we're, you know, we're, but he said, when you preach, you always say, you're weak. You know, you've done this wrong. You did that wrong. He said, you're not a bad guy. You're a pretty good guy. Why are you always doing that? This is scripture from my wife. <laughs> I run her glory in my infirmity. Amen. Then the power of a Christ may rest upon me. Amen. If I forever weak, his power will forever rest on my infirmity. Amen. His power will forever rest on Lord I just can't do nothing. Even the things I think I can do very professionally, Lord, I just can't do nothing. Lord, I just pray you, let your power rest upon this infirmity. In that infirmity, you give God this opportunity that He can dwell in your infirmity. If there's anything that we can brag it about, we brag it about that His grace is sufficient for me. But sometimes you become weary. The things that's happened to you just wear you down. But you see, actually it's not just a trial wear you down. It's not something that's life and death happened to you just wear you down. 
It's not just something, a sickness, that you got a cancer or you, you, you know, your Lord heals you. You don't need to get healed every day. You don't need to get healed. I think Brother Tim Prude said, I'd rather to have a divine health than a divine healing. I'd rather to have a divine health. Don't give me divine healing. Give me divine health until the rapture time, I hope. And it's not just that you get sick, you get, a, get up. It's not just those things that wear you down. Do, 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 I, do I make myself clear? Do you understand me? <laughs> Thank you, Brother Gil. You know, my, I, I, I told Brother Tim, I'm always afraid I don't make myself clear because I, I know my English is kind of... Uh, uh, anyway, I don't want to even explain. But sometimes the things that wear you down it's not a dramatic event happened to you, wear you down. It's a, just a simple thing. Everyday life can wear you down. Daily living can wear you down. I'm not talking about today you got a headache or this, or you got this or that. I'm not talking about, I said you, you just need a normal, perfect life actually. That wear you down. Your job can wear you down. Though you maybe have a very good job. Making money can wear you down. Maybe you make a fortune of money. And you're, you're perfectly healthy. No problem happen. That can wear you down too. You're at home. You don't have anything. Your children's with you. Everything's fine. But that wear you down. Because the, the, the God of this evil age is Satan. Everyday life can wear a person down. And when that thing says wear you down, just everyday life, just go. You just come to church or to go to school or you go back home or you go to work. Just normal life. Just every day. Sometimes we don't even know why we're so tired. Sometimes we don't even know why we're so depressed. We have more than anybody else has had. We have a better living than anybody else has and we have a better wife. We have a good, not better wife, sorry. We have a good wife. We have a good children. Everything, had a family. Everything seems normal. Everything seems just perfect. I cannot ask anything better. That we can wear a person down. You become tired. You become weary. Your thoughts become weird. Sometimes you, you cannot even get out of from your bed. And then, for a believer, some believer, they're a wonderful believer. I even admire that I want to be like them. Some probably the, the believer, the, the, the sisters, oh, I wish I can be like a certain, certain sister. You know, just, I just, but they are a wonderful believer. They're, if there is a born again believer, they're the born again believer, but they get a wear down too. And the, to be honest, they probably get a more wear down than anybody else's wear down. It's not that sometimes it's not they try to keep down their image and keep that, you know, I have to, I have to do this. No, it's just something wear them down. And then when people do that, if they're the believer, they said, you know, I must do something. I need a revival. <laughs> I need to pick up myself, get going. You know, I didn't read enough. I didn't listen enough. I didn't read a message enough. I didn't pray enough. I'm just going to do it. And then they're pushing and they're going for there. Then they got more wearied. They got more weary down. And then they become passionate for a little while. And as the time goes by, life going on, they got more weary again. 
It seems like everything go back to the normal life. It seems like just every same old, same old every day. Can I hear an amen or something? Amen. So I know that you're going through the same thing that I go through. <laughs> and then you said, no, I'm going to get up again. And then you start to pick up speed. You start to read. You start to pray. You start to do. And then you go. It seems like up and down. Especially when a preacher said, don't get up and down. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he was talking about me. He was talking about me. I'm condemned. You know, I shouldn't be. I should be fervent. Seemingly on the outer surface, you were going through the death cycle. Just cannot break the cycle. You're not just what you ought to be. You're not what you just want to be. But do you know that God purposely put that desire that in you? It seems like nothing going to satisfy you until the rapture. It seems that every day, every day is weary. Every day is living. You're going through this, the things that just every day just wear and tire. But something down deeply in our heart. Lord, this is not what it ought to be. This is not the perfect body I'm living in. This is not the perfect home I'm living in. This is not what I want to, what I ought to be. This is not what I want to be. But Lord, I know something has changed me. I'm not what I used to be. Lord, I know I'm a result. But Lord, bring me higher. Lift me up, Lord. Lord, come into me. Let it bring me closer to you. That become a driven force. That wear down, that wearing, they're tiring, become actually driving force. You said, Lord, I'm not satisfied. I want to walk closer with you. If you don't walk 300 years with you, Lord, let me walk with you until the death. Let me be faithful to you. Something deep down in the believers that desire. Though on the outside, they're weary, tired, fainting. But yet they're pursuing. The pursuing is not some grand happening big thing. But just a little far as in that person. Just constantly pushing on. Constantly pushing them. Constant. This is not end yet. This is not a destination yet. Our journey is not finished yet. That's pressing on. And you encourage your children. You encourage your wife. You encourage the people beside you. That's pressing on. Let my life be an example. I know it's hard. I know I share the testimony that Satan's buffeting me one more time. But Lord, I'm a constant testify to you that my, that my life was expressed to the thoughts of a God. Let my life become a real example before the people so that the shipwrecked brothers can take courage and they can go on a little further. It's the weary that we're going through. This world wears you down. That's the Satan's doing. As I read in Scripture, Matthew 24, you hear the wars, the rumor of the wars, on a nation-wise, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And we talk about the war, we talk about the outside. What about a spiritual war? That's right reaching every day, every minute, probably even right now. That's reaching on your head. Just reaching it against you. And sometimes your loved one against you. Someone, sometimes it's your friends that are against you. The war has never ceased. It's constant and on. Satan tried to wear you down. Why you hear the news from the nations and everywhere. It was just against, just a war that again, all the things and the famines. 
and the pestilence and it bring the fear, the COVID and the virus and then everything, the earthquake in diverse places. All those things just wear a person down. The media that's constantly along your mind, talking about you, uh, uh, talking about the nation fair and everything, your work, your job, everything. You're living in the world that will definitely wear everybody down, especially the believers. And then the Bible says, and said, then shall they deceive you. Oh, sorry. And then, he said that there's many false prophets is rising up and deceiving the people. And we saw how many of the, the heresies, of the, that even the, from the Christian world, from the, from, even from the message. And the people believe this, the people deliver that type of, of doctrine and all kinds of things. All those things is wear a person down. And then you saw that the church, this church is split, or that church had a problem, this church got a COVID, or that pastor got a COVID. All those things, gradually, and probably invisibly, unconsciously, wear you down. Put thoughts, put doubts, suspicious that it is in the person's mind. And it said, then shall it deliver you up to, a, to be afflicted. All those things that was outside, but now become a personal. And then they will deliver you to be afflicted. And they shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations. From the, just the past and an earthquake and the, just the outside world. Now become the inwardly. Now become a personal to the person. And then he said, and then shall many be offended. And shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. That's coming really close to ourselves. He said many start to be offended. They stumbled. Offended them in trip or fall. Or enticed to sin. To cause a person to begin to distrust. And desert one whom he ought to trust and obey. How many we saw that happening in this age? In this hour? And then said... Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because the iniquity shall, around, shall abound, the love of a many shall wax cold. That started to wear the people down. What is the sign of that? Their love become a wax cold. They just live a daily life, just normal, just go to school, just go, you know, just hopefully one day there's a rapture happening and I'm one of them. They're just constantly going on and going on. Have you heard the word wear and tear? Yeah. I heard that sometime when I'm buying stuff. And their warranty, they always have a disclaimer. The disclaimer says normal wear and tear is not a warranty. Alright? It's not covered. Let me just speak a few minutes of wear and tear. What is the Satan try to do in this world? A lot of the time is not the visible bombarding or things. It's just wear and tear. Just a normal use. Just everyday, daily life. Normal wear and tear gradually, gradually. Day in, day out. 
months, week, just wear and tear, wear and tear. You saw the passion start to go on away. You saw the fervency out of God to God start to go on away. They're still a believer. No doubt they're a believer. No doubt in their heart of heart that they believe the Lord. But just their love to the Lord become a wax cold. Become a colder and colder. And all this uh, Satan was to try to do. And you find out that that is very normal. To the world to become a lukewarm. It's just a normal wear and tear. Just regular. And to the world, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the time like this, uh, the, uh, I'm talking about a Christian world, or even to some a believer. And one is the social distancing, one is that everything was uh, enforced in this. And it seems that the normal wear and tear just wear them down, wear them down. It, it's just normal for them to be said, you know, uh, this is okay, you know, I'm... It's not a, not something that's a really big. I'm still a believer. I'm still a claim myself as a believer. I'm still the going on. But they don't realize that it's a normal wear and tear. And it make it a person's heart start to gradually become a far away from the Lord. And become a far away from the, the, the people, from each other. And when this is a normal wear and tear, and I check it on the Wikipedia, they said that the normal wear and tear is a damage that naturally and inevitably occurred as a result of normal wear or aging. It is used in a legal context for such areas as a warranty contract from manufacturer, which usually stipulated damage from a wear and tear will not be covered. In the world, for the people to get a cold, that is normal. In a Christian world, and to, to believe the wor- word is just a, a social gospel that is normal. It's not something that is a abrupt happen. It's something that is really simple, really normal. That's everyday life. To preach the social gospel to the world is just a normal life. To go to church is just a normal life. And to become just a, uh, just a Christian, you know, good citizen that to the society is just a normal life. It's just a normal wear and tear. But to a believer, that is not an answer. To the believer, we're not just taking it as a normal word and tear as an answer. This is not what is a God called a believer to be. Because in the book of Matthew 24, 13, they also said about he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. There are still a group of people that endure unto the end. Because inside of them, there's an endurance that God is living in them. Those are people who have left the message. Those are people who have to just take the message as just a social gospel, as a normal world and terror of a living. Just a normal, this is things that happen to normal. Just give in is normal. You know, just surrender to the world. That's just normal. Just to live a life and that is normal. You know, just watch movie and do this. All the things that is just normal. But to a believer, to say, who does endure until the end, the same shall be saved. To them, this is not normal. To them, this is not just something that I, every day I'm the living. Because of those people, they're under the different warranty. Amen. 
for the normal people. For those people have the wear and tear just going through everyday life. All they're doing is not under warranty. In another word, they're not covered. So that's why the psychology cannot cover them. All the successful book of a marriage cannot cover them. They cannot cover the normal wear and tear. But to a believer, we are under a different warranty. God said, I'm going to give you a life warranty. I'm so glad that God had a product. He said, I have a life guarantee on them. I gave my life to them so that I cover everything that they have to go through. They might be going through the hardship. I cover for that. They go through the difficulty. My insurance warranty for that. Even they become a wearing and tearing, normal wearing and tearing. God said, I still cover them. You have a different warranty than all the other people that have. In the first Corinthians that I just read, who shall also confirm you unto the end? It's not you try to confirm yourself. It's not you try to endure yourself. He said, I will confirm you unto the end. He said that ye may be blemish, blemishly, blameless in the days of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read you another translation from Amplify. It said, and he will establish you. Who established you? He will establish you. Is that you trying to establish yourself? He will establish you. Why? Because you are an attribute of a God. You are the thought of a God that coming from Him. He said, I, He will establish you to the end, not just temporarily. How, how long? To the end. Until everything is over. He said, I will establish you to the end. That means to keep you steadfast. Give you strength. Sometimes the devil, the devil just punch after punch. But he said, I will give you strength. He said, I will guarantee your vindication. God has a guarantee. He has a warranty on everything. As long as you are coming from me, I cover everything. You claim me when you are, on, you are facing the difficult. You said, I believe the Lord. When the other people were rejecting, you claim the Lord. And the Lord said, I will claim you too. No matter you had a weary, you have so tired, so weary down in your spirit, depressed or whatever. And then the world said that that's just a normal, that's just a regular. But God said, no, that's not normal. I'm going to cover you. I'm going to give you the warranty of that. I'll give you the die warranty on that. He said, he will be your warrant against all accusation or indictment so that you will be guiltless and irreproachable in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. What a life guarantee that the Lord gave it to us. The normal warranty cannot cover the wear and tear. But this warranty that Christ has made, he even covers wear and tear. The smallest things, he said, I'll cover. No matter how filthy, how vile that you live in his body, he said, I'll cover for that. I will cover so much, I will change your body for you. Why? 
Why he has a life warranty for that? Because he said, I will restore. Even there's a wear, even there's a tear, even there's your body was a weary, even a thing to you, sometimes you stumbled, even sometimes you made a mistake, even sometimes you fall. But he said, I will restore. You're still under my cover. You're still under my warranty. Just come back to the factory again. Just come back to the manufacturer again. Let the Holy Spirit come and he will restore everything that a wear and tear has happened to you. Sometimes our young people, they grow up in this message. And they've been tempted just day after day. All the things that are in the world have just tried to tempting them and try to pull them away. But let me tell you, young people, God still claim you. Amen. You're still the thought of God. You're still the attributes of God. Think about our young people, the men battling that it went through their mind compared to 10, 20 years ago. Whatever went through was a, was a, was a humongous. The things that are going through, that in their mind, the things they were watching, the things that the day in and the day out filled up in their ear and filled up in their mind. Just a wear and tear, wear and tear. But God said, I still claim you. You still belongs to me. You just come back to me. Come back to the manufacturer. And all the scratch, he will buff it off. All the scar, he will heal it up. All the damage that has been called, no matter what it is on that, on that product, you are the products of a God. His warranty is a life warranty. Whatever that you're going through, you can all come back to him. He will say to you, child of mine, you're still my child. I guarantee you to the end. I guarantee your vindication. Let a musician come. Brother Brahma said, there is only one form of eternal life. And that's God's life. Only one form of eternal life. That was God. There to be a son of God, you had to be in him Always. The gene of your life, spiritual life tonight, was in God the Father before there was even a Malachi. Do you know you're as eternal as God is eternal? There's no beginning, there's no end. And I want you to fear that about. You're only in the kinky of the time, what is this called? And you bypass the, the, uh, the word of God, the theophany, you come on this flesh, then to be tested. But you steal from the salt of God. His salt has never been unfulfilled. Every God's salt has been fulfilled. Every salt of a God is a yea and a sure. And when God thinking there is all to be, you know you have the lacking in your life. He knows you have the lacking that in your life. But He never give you up. And He said, I still claim you. You're still under my life of warranty. You just come back to me. And I will give you rest. Are you laboring? Are you heavy laden? He said, just come to me. I will give you rest. They said, and you're nothing but a manifestation of the gene of the life that was in God as a son of God. This is to you, Josh. This is to everybody. Brother Muchi, Sister Ruth. 
This is your grace. It said, now you're expressed after his word has come in you to light up this age. You are expressing God's life in you because you are a son or daughter of God. He said, if you ever, if you got eternal life, then it always was eternal life. You cannot lose eternal life. You are the thoughts of God to be manifest in this age. And when the word or the water, the washing of the water of the word fell upon you, it was expressed in a being. Now you have a fellowship with your father, God, just as you have with your earthly father. Gene of God. Attributes of God. Don't you worry. What is the God has started his work? He will finish this work. You're fainting, yet pursuing. Because there is a power inside of you. Actually, it's not you pursuing. He pursuing you. When he pursuing you, when he got you, do you think that he will lose you? If he lose you, God got amnesia. He lost his heart. He cannot do that. God never lost his heart. God never got out of ministry. You have a, a, a ministry, but he never have it. If he have you, he will never going to lose you. Amen. May the Lord bless every one of you. That's a stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Brother Matter, would you help me to sing a song? Something keeps holding me. I know that, I don't know if you know the verse I've asked Brother Matthew to help me to sing the verse. Yesterday when I was, uh, I was uh, preparing, this song just keep, uh, just keep flooding out of my mind. I was thinking, yes, Lord, something is holding me. Jesus is holding me. It's not me holding. It's not you are holding. How can we hold? Margaret, you cannot even hold anything. I cannot even hold myself. We're in the insanity. We're in an insane world. But something got a hold on me. If something has got a hold on me, you think that something he will left me? You think that something he will cast you away? He will never cast you away. If something has got a hold of you, that's something Jesus Christ, he will keep on holding you. No matter where you go, Johnson, no matter what you have to go through, he said, I will hold you until to the end. I will guarantee your vindication because he gave us a vindicated word. When you receive that vindication that is inside of you, he said that, that is a stamp guaranteed. That's got a lifetime warranty. No matter how weary you are, how scarred you are, how scratch has been happened to you, no matter how devil tried to left a mark or has been left a mark on you, but come back, child of God. Come back to the manufacturer. Come back to what is the thought of God. I say to you that he will buffet off everything that Satan has said. And restore you back to the original condition. Amen. Brother Matt. Trials of this life were getting stronger. Let's sing that together. I was on the verge of giving over. 
something has been all the time has been holding you what a privilege that we have such a holding power how many times thinking about it you young people as well how many times you're thinking about you want to give in how many times you're just on the verge of it so that's it I just cannot hold on any longer but something just keep holding you some things that are inside of you just wouldn't let you go do you know that is the love of a God? Do you know that is the thought of a God? He said, I know my thought towards you. Is that thought of evil? I never intending anything evil on you. I'm only intending you peace on you. Even when there is a storm, he was on the storm, he said, peace, be still. Even when you're on a nervous breakdown, on the verge of it, he said, peace, be still. I know my thought. You might not know. Devil for sure don't know his thought. Because his thought is only evil for the believer. But God said, I know my thought. And he even said to you, I don't need you to remind me my thought. I know my thought. 
I don't care what outer sauce it be. I don't care what is the world is sauce trying to say it about you. But I know my salt towards you. You are my salt. Our Heavenly Father. How we thank you, Lord. How we thank you for the holding power of God. That has been holding us up all these years. Time after time, Lord, are you holding us and lifted us up from the grip of Satan. And how many times has Satan tried to destroy the bride of Jesus Christ, but he never success. Not a one time. Lord, because there is a holding power that's living inside of us. That is the thought of a God. Lord, as you said, Lord, you are guaranteed the, the vindication, Lord. Lord, you are confirm us until the end. We thank you, Lord. Lord, if there's any people, no matter young or old, they haven't had that holding power. Or they haven't recognized the holding power that live inside of them. Lord, may the word of God go into their heart. Reveal yourself to them. Lord, they don't have to hold on the world. They don't have to hold on to the habits and things. There's a holding power that inside of them can take a hold of them and can grab a hold of them and take them away from the grip of the Satan's say Eden, Lord. Lord, I pray you help each one of us as we only have a one service today. But Lord, may we meditating on you. May we give ourselves fully as we know the time has drawn nigh so near to us. Lord, we don't know when, but we feel it's just so close. But Lord, it doesn't make us a panic. It doesn't make us nervous. It doesn't make us a full of expectation. It doesn't make us a full of joy. We're longing for that moment. We're longing for the homecoming time. Oh God, we thank you that you gave us this promise. You are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we remember our dear brother Tom. That how he been faithfully, Lord, to preach the gospel. And to pray for people after people. So many of them. Lord, we saw, Lord, he's turning the corner. Lord, we know that you help him turn to the corner, Lord. Because you're the master, the bricklayer. You're the master, Mason. Lord, when we cannot turn a corner, when we come into the time that we don't know what to do, even the doctor don't know what to do, but Lord, you're the one that turned a corner. Lord, we want to see our brother coming home soon. Lord, we're so thankful that you said that the skin was growing so perfectly, that beautifully. Lord, we just ask, Lord, you the same God has put that flesh the sinew and the skin on the dry bone that the same God put it everything back to it on the bone on the sinew on the flesh and on the bone and let him be totally healed Lord we thank you we give you all the glory we love you Lord you're worthy of all the praise you're worthy of all the hallelujah Lord how worthy you are how wonderful you are Lord when we're sick, you healed us. When we're in a depressed, you lift us up. When we're in a bondage, you delivered us. You're amazing, God, Lord. Oh, my heart is full, Lord. To think about that holding power that's living in us. Lord, that the world cannot give us any warranty. Lord, it cannot cover anything. Lord, that the book cannot cover. The world of the idea cannot cover. The man's idea cannot cover. 
Lord, a theology cannot cover. But Lord, you said in the life warranty that you give us a, that covers everything. Even the mighty was just a thing. The little is a thing. That seems like they're in the hidden, hidden place and nobody, nobody cares. Seems like nobody to discern. Nobody knows that. But Lord, you said, I care not about you. Oh, how we thank you, Lord. You are a marvelous God that we serve. We give you all the thanks and the glory. You are worthy of all the praise, all the love. Lord, your name is above every name. Lord, how you love this group of people. Lord, only about a hundred people over here. Lord, but there's hundreds of them. They're in their bedroom, in their living room. Lord, they're eagerly watching on the monitor. How the yearning and longing want to get together. Then we can worship together to say the face of, of the believer or some of the face. I miss them so much, Lord. I haven't seen them for months after month. Oh God, I just pray you, Lord, that a holding power continually holding each one of them. Lord, and maybe they become a weary. They become a teared. Satan like a grieving wolf. And it just uh, tear them down. That tear their face and grab a hold of them and left a mark on them. Some maybe get so weary, they don't know which direction they can turn. Some of them maybe they feel so shame, they don't even want to come back to the church of God. But Lord, I just pray you, Lord, you go to their room, Lord. Go to their situation, Lord. Know that it's God still have a life warranty for them. No matter how weary they are, no matter how tired down by Satan. No matter how the world has left a mark on them, Lord, you can still go to the spot that nobody else can go. Oh, Jesus, go to them, Lord. Go to the hidden place. Go to the place that they cannot even facing themselves. Lord, Satan mean bad. Satan mean damage. But Lord, you always said, I know my thought towards you. Is that a thought of evil? But a thought of peace, Lord, to give you an expected at hand. Lord, when they calling upon you, when they love you, when they praise you, when they become weary and tired, Lord, I just pray that you, even at this moment, that go to their bedroom, go to their living room, Lord, go to the spot that nobody else can go and touch them, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, how we love you, Lord. You're just so lovable, Lord. Lord, it seems like just when this this time of a separation just make us even love you more. Because we love the, your people, Lord. Lord, I just pray you be wisdom. Give a special grace for the believers in the United States, Lord. Lord, that it went through much more than what we thought that it went through. How Satan they try to so brazen and go to go to them and and they seemingly this is the time for him to have the opportunity to do havoc. But Lord, we know when those things happen, you said you would turn your hand upon the little ones. Lord, there is the little ones over on the south side of the border. I just pray you, Lord, make yourself become closer to them. Make yourself become a personal to them. They cannot cross the border, come to the church to shake hands and to believe and worship together. But Lord, I know, I trust that there is a God who has the power more than this world can do. 
It's God that is living in them. It has more power than Satan was to try to do. We thank you, Lord. I just pray that you be with each one of them. Lord, you be with them who got sick. You be there in their bed size, Lord. That the people, they might be in there isolated and that they, they cannot they, oh, just come out of that uh, the cage, Lord. I just pray the same gospel preached by Jesus Christ is the same gospel said that the Lord, that you anointed us to preach the gospel to set to the prison for free, Lord. Lord, you're the one can deliver. We commit ourselves and all the rest of the, the people into your hands. That ask you to be with us and as you, we dismiss it ourselves, Lord, that your presence is never dismissed from, from us, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's sing another song. You know, this poor man cried. Uh, I think it's Psalm 34. The, this poor man cried. Yes. I saw, saw the Lord. Oh, Jesus. And he answered me.
time we'll remember all those brothers in China Lord oh Father we just ask you draw nigh unto them Lord maybe in the bandage in the cage they cannot go freely but Lord in their heart they're free because you said even the son of a man will set you free that you are free indeed never hear the word of a God your word has set them free therefore your name has been an imprisoned for the word of God's sake that he have to be in prison. But Lord, I just pray that you become more closer to them. How I'm so thankful when I heard our brother, even in the prison, even to preach the gospel, that a lead a Muslim that into the Lord. How I'm so thankful, Lord, that prove the power of God never diminishing, but just only, de- only increasing. I'm so thankful to hear our brother that uh, still preach the gospel that are in the prison bar and to lead another three persons into the Lord. Oh, praise be to the name of God. Wonderful you are, Lord. You're the one not only breaking the bandage, even in the bandage, you're walking with the three Hebrew children. 
Oh God, we thank you, Lord. I just pray, Lord, you draw nigh them to them. Be with them, Lord. Lord, you can do the miracle. Lord, we don't know how miracle, what miracle you can do. But Lord, you have already done that. Lord, we just pray that you continue to do that. We give you all the glory and all the thanks. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, my heart is full to thinking about what the Lord has done. That in this hour, Lord, all we can share it is only the corner of the iceberg. Not even the corner. So many things just happening around. Everything, Lord, is just pointing to one thing. The coming of the Lord is right at our hand now, Lord. Oh God, may we be more fervent than ever. More dedicate ourselves forever. Lord, no matter what situation, Lord, a symptom is nothing. If, the, if Jonah can look to the temple, that in the, 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 the belly of the whale, Lord, how much more we can look to the promise of God as a give us in this age. No matter what symptom that is, no matter what situation that we're in, but God, you never fail. Lord, you always prevail because the truth will always prevail. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we commit our dear brothers and sisters into your hand. Thank you, Lord. Shall we sing a song? Let a worship bird arise before we go. Thank you, Brother Matt. Let's sing the letter worshiper. Let a worshiper arise. Let's sing the shippers arise. Oh, yeah, Lord.
love the Lord? How lovely He is. You know, more you're talking about Him. You sing praise to Him. And you're thinking about the things He has done in our life. Each of you. I don't care how, what do you think yourself? I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't care what devil said about you. Each of you here and also behind the camera that in uh, watching the service, thinking about your life. What is the Lord has done to us? Just by giving us the message of this hour to know the thoughts of a God, not in the darkness, not in the insanity, to know the thoughts of a God and don't think that the Satan's a thought. No, no thought of evil, no thought of a Satan that in our mind, but the thoughts of a God has been manifested through the word of a God, now manifested, expressed in you. You're the manifested thoughts of a God. How lovely He is. Just bring this home, back to home, become a shining light that in His darkness is Andrew. Lord has blessed you. Lord has given us the word. Word is not just a word on the shelf in the pages. The word is in your life. A person notices the devil. You are the express the word of the Larry. Let us become the express the walking word of God in this dark world. May the war, may the Lord bless you and continue to remember the different need in our in this body, Brother Tom, Sister Rena, and she used to be here, and our brothers in China. And the difference of things, some, some things are probably I don't even know that you know. If there are any thoughts of the person that come into my, come to your mind, take as the thoughts of a God. For another person may be weaker than you are, but they're all the thoughts of a God. May the Lord bless you. You're dismissed. We only have a one service. And, uh, just, uh, great, uh, each one by, uh, nodding your head or say God bless you. And amend that from the sincerity of your heart. The Lord be with every one of you. God bless you. You're dismissed.